Hi there. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. I encourage you to speak up, spread the word, and please take care. Now on to the conversation. Hello, anybody there? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome. Yeah, so officially, this is going to be Cruise Fest. I know. <laughs> There's nothing ever wrong with the Cruise Fest. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> so let's let's talk uh, a little bit of uh, advertising, screenwriting, and a little bit of everything, shall we? Sure, that sounds great. Okay, let's take a look. Let's go back to when you first started getting into, into creativity and storytelling. Do you remember when you were younger, the first time that you the first times that you realized that you wanted to do creative work? I mean, if I go back way, way back, um, this may sound silly, but like my mom, she decided to do a circus for the kids in the neighborhood and she, <laughs> yeah, and we were going to sell tickets and she like, you know, did little, like she had us do different acts and it was just in the driveway, but we like sold tickets and put chairs up and she did her face paint and like she had us all do different things. And I was like a tightrope walker on the ground, but I was a tightrope walker. Don't ask how. <laughs> but like kids came to see it. So I think that was kind of like, I don't know how old we were, but like probably second grade, maybe, you know, like we were little. And then yeah. um, as far as writing, I think I wrote my first play when I was eight. Mm. And I didn't know that that wasn't something everybody did. I just was like, I feel like writing a play, you know? So, um, and it wasn't until, you know, like as an adult, I look back and I think, wow, that's really young to be like, I'm going to write something, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I remember in eighth grade writing something and, you know, when you're in, you know, school and you have to read something out loud in English class. And when I, I didn't know I wrote anything special and I just got to the end and the whole class went, oh, and I <laughs> looked around like what you know and it was just like like again no one really told me like hey you've got this writing thing about you like nobody mm. even like gave me a hint yeah and um and so but I look back and I think wow those were two pivotal moments that like I wish there had been somebody that said you're a writer you know and um and I started even in middle school I was doing like the theater I was doing the acting classes I was taking you know I'm, I'm from LA so I was taking like son had these drama classes for like teenagers, mm. and I was doing that, and I was doing musical theater, and I was getting into dance, and mm-hmm. so, um, so I had all that, you know, that I was doing, but it just never dawned on me that like that was something I could ever do for a living. So, right. So um, your your family wasn't in the industry, or were they active in yeah. in the arts no, in any way? Gosh, no. But you know, the interesting thing is we have a lot of musicians in the family, so like. Mm. A lot of my cousins like did musical theater and but just for fun, like nobody we did have a yeah a uncle and I think he was like a jazz musician with some famous jazz musician. But like again, it wasn't like I didn't realize 
that like I had no one to help me get into the industry. I sure. wish I did. <laughs> I, I know, wish right? I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think like, gosh, how come someone didn't tell me that this was, you know, you, you, you're from LA and you think, oh, of course you should get in the entertainment industry. And it just, it never even crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's interesting because those big cities in particular, they work in microcosms, right? Like you have a, yeah. uh, your own your own area that may not have anything to do with the industry but when somebody thinks of LA yeah. it's like oh obviously the movies that's you right. know what everyone's yeah. doing so right. <laughs> how did you go from writing and and doing those those kinds of fun things to to advertising i'm curious where that leap kind of took yeah, place yeah. yeah well i um so i i was a psychology major at UCLA and like i would even like walk past like film department. I didn't even think anything about it. Like it's just, I was so close, right? <laughs> and I just because again I didn't know people did it as a job. Like I don't know how I don't know who I thought made movies and TV shows. I have no idea. I didn't cross their minds. And um and uh so I was gonna be a either child psychologist or I wanted to be a open up a corporate daycare. Mm. And I was like a camp counselor in college. And so I loved working with children. And so that was really my goal when I, I was a psychology major. I loved, again, psychology is a great degree for writing. So it yeah. wasn't like it was based, you know, because yeah. I, I love understanding how people do things and who they are. I just love like, mm -hmm. you know, peeling that onion, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so I got my degree at UCLA and then I was going to get a master's. I was going to take a year off. And my dad's like, Hey, you know, you have a degree. How about getting a job? You know? <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm taking a year off. He's like, you can still have a job, you know? <laughs> so I was like, well, what do I do for that year, right? Because it mm. was just supposed to be, a, you know, a year, a gap year. And um, I loved watching commercials. I always loved watching commercials. And, um, you know, like the jingles. And I just grew up singing all that. And, like, you know, I had favorite TV shows. But, like, commercials really seemed to catch my attention. And I would mm. walk around the house singing jingles all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And so my dad's like, when you like advertising, why not a job there? So it literally right. was supposed to be a year stopover. That was it. And the minute I started, I just started, I was like a receptionist and then I became a creative assistant and it was just supposed to be like, no, this is just my year, year off. And I saw the creatives, I saw the writers and the art directors and they mm. were just loud and obnoxious and funny <laughs> and they, they were having fun. And I was like, who are those people and how do I get that job, you know? <laughs> so that's kind of where I started. And I started taking copywriting classes at a place called The Bookshop. And they're still around. And I even ended up teaching there after I became a copywriter. Mm, cool. And yeah, they're a great, a great place to, for people that want to be copywriters, ad writers. They're a great program. And um, so I started there and I won an award when I first started and it was like, all right, this is fun. This is a job. Again, still not realizing people did TV shows and, you know, film for writing. I still didn't get that. So yeah. once I started to get the hang of that and I was starting to work in that, I found the, the book, The Artist's Way, which so many screenwriters, oh, yes. right? Great book. Amazing book. And I tell all screenwriters, you must read it. And so I was reading it and there was a section that she said, copywriters are really, are really uh, screenwriters. They're, they're writers that want to be screenwriters. I was like, we are, you know? And so I was like, <laughs> well, I guess I better take a screenplay, you know, screenwriting class because I better figure this out. Am I, you know? And so, um, you know, I took a class, my first class at UCLA extension, and it was like the heavens parted for me. It just was <laughs> like, like it just yeah. I just knew I 
you know? And so while I was doing advertising, um, I just started taking more classes and writing more scripts. And I just, I just, I was hooked. It just, it got me, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I still do, I still am a copywriter, but I, I write screenplays on the side and, you know, that's kind of, I've been juggling both ever since basically. And it seems like the the perfect pairing because just going back to advertising as a profession, I mean, one of the things that I appreciate so much is that ability for you guys to just make everything so concise and, yeah. and so specific yeah. that, I mean, yeah. that can't not be like a, like a perfect pairing for screenwriting because it's literally the same thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, I hear that all the time. And like, and also for ideas, like, especially for like, TV writing, like you're just constantly, how about this? How about that? How yeah. about this? And that's what I do as a copywriter all day long. We are just like, they'll be like, we want three ideas. So three ideas means here's 20 ideas. So you can kill 17 of them, right? Yeah. So all, and then we get feedback, we get notes, we get told no all the time, which is what film and TV writing are. So, you know, like I don't mind if someone tells me, no, next, change this, change. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Like I have no problem getting notes. Whereas I've seen, you know, a lot of screenwriters, you know, that are just like, don't tell me to change this. And it's like, I'm trying to help you improve it, you know? Right. So I feel like it really has been a, you know, really, really helpful. It definitely sounds like an apprenticeship and rolling with the punches. You know, the, yeah. the, definitely yeah. people uh, need to need to get a taste of that for sure. So sure. did you start getting into short films through like collaborations or meeting people? Or did you just focus on writing full length screenplays initially? Well, I started with features because, um, you know, they always say write what you love. Right. And I think at the time I was watching way more movies than I was watching TV. That's not the case. And it hasn't been for a long time. But at the time when I started, I think I was like, I loved going to the movie theater, that whole experience Mm -hmm. of like, and for me, like, this is, I think, like pre streaming. So it's a little easier now when you can watch everything on your computer. But at the time, like my writing time was, I was missing a lot of TV shows, like I couldn't pick and choose. It was like, you're either watching TV shows, or you're writing. And so for me, I was I could, I could do the writing at night when TV shows were on after work, right? Mm -hmm. I had to choose. And so I was watching more movies. That's like when I first started writing. And uh, I started with features. And then, um, and then the short films, I think what happened was, uh, I was in, you know, done, I've been in so many writing groups. And at the time, I was in this one writing group that met in Malibu. And a friend of mine, I don't know why we would just, you know, he was just a friend there. And I don't know why I wrote a short film. And I just said, Hey, let me know what you think about this short film. And then he's like, Oh, hey, this is cool. I really like this. Do you want to pitch short films to Disney? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like I just happened to write a short film. So then he asked me, like, and uh, so again, like my screenwriting, my advertising background, I was just like, how about this idea? How about that idea? Yeah. How about this idea? I had so many ideas for him. And he's like, oh my God, this is great. And so that was like the first short film I sold. And it was Disney at the time was trying to do... Um, live action so they were trying to compete with like the pixar division Mm. and they were looking to enter them like put them before um like a some of their feature films and when you yeah so then when you play them in the movie theaters then you can enter them in um like academy award competition type things so that was to do yeah so we were like one of like 20 teams only three teams sold something and we were one of 20 teams that sold something and Mm. um and we didn't have an agent. We were the only team that didn't have agents at the time. So we're kind of proud of ourselves for that. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. And I love this this 
approach or this plan of attack that you have, because it's less about waiting for the inspiration, more like I have the brand, right? We have to come up with something that matches their identity, that matches what they're looking for. And you sort of formulate things around that. Is that kind of how that kind of originates when you're when you're pitching something like that? Um, you mean like why, like, how did I know what to pitch to them or what's your barometer when you're pitching to a company? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do try to like, think like, what would this company like, you know, because you definitely know what they're interested in, but you also have to pitch what you're interested in. And, and it's interesting because I don't know if they ever end up making any of them. Like our film, I guess they had feature films that were similar. That's the thing with pitching the Mm -hmm. big company, like they bought it. And then like, they have to go through the whole Disney and like find out like, oh, what's being made? And there was a feature film that was similar to ours. So it didn't end up getting made. Mm. And then the one, I don't know if they ever made, but the one that like looked like they were gonna made was like this asteroid thing. So you just never know. Cause it's like, oh wow. I would not have thought of that, you know? So yeah, sometimes, yeah. you know, it thinking of what the studio wants may not be the right answer either. So I don't know. I just kind of write what inspires me. Mm. You know, I, I don't think Disney, I would have done like a horror thing, Yeah, yeah but you know, sure. Who knows? I don't know. I just write what I feel inspired to write. You know, I just come up with ideas and, you know, hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So get, that leads me kind of to think about your writing process and how that typically works. So obviously you have the mechanics of it from your advertising job, but how does a writing session typically work for you or how do you gather and put together your work? Um, I mean, and now I would say, so I have a new writing partner and, um, I, I knew him through, um, both our kids played hockey. So he coached my son <laughs> in his first hockey team and he had sold more films than I had, had made more films made. And mm. so I wasn't going to ask to work with him because I kind of felt like, oh, you're above me in writing. Like sure. I was kind of waiting for him. I don't know. Why, I just always knew we were going to work together. I don't know why. And then <laughs> I don't know why I just knew. And he was working with his brother at the time and I was writing with someone else at the time. And then um, we both were writing on our own. And then he just reached out to me a couple years ago and said, Hey, can you meet for lunch? And then I just, he's like, I have an idea. And then I said to my husband, here we go. Like, I just knew, I don't know why I knew. Yeah. Yeah. And then we met for lunch. He's like, I have this idea. And and I loved it. I was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And um, yeah. And so we had, um, Josephson Entertainment attached at one point, and Miranda Bailey, uh, who's a uh, big producer and director, she wanted to direct it. Mm. So that was exciting, and um, it fell through during the pandemic. But what I was going to say, and why I'm saying that, is like I think now with him because we kind of we don't write everything together, but like so now I kind of will be like, hey, what ideas do you like? And I'm again, I'm the one with all the ideas. It's not that he doesn't have ideas, but I'm like, how about this? Do you want to work on this? constantly and he's like oh my gosh you know you are just like an idea machine I'm like, yeah. I know, I, know. <laughs> you know, so I just I just whatever excites me but like he at least has to say yes to it now if it's something we're going to work together so sure but it <laughs> seems like you have a good understanding of what each partner brings into that writing relationship and I'm curious yeah. how you determine that or how do you find that balance because it's not like yeah. you go up to a stranger and you say, oh, well, I got these tons of ideas, you know, maybe you should do something with them. Or it seems like there was an organic balance or did you have to work yeah. to that? Yeah, I think I think there was an organic balance. And I think that's why we're a really good um, team, mm-hmm. because, you know, I think at least for me, um, 
not sure if every partner, uh, writing partner team would say this, but it definitely feels like a marriage when you're working with somebody. And mm -hmm. so you have to like, you know, um, you don't want to be the one that's always like, this is, we're going to do it my way. You know, yeah. um, you definitely give them that breathing room and that freedom to make mistakes. Cause like there's times where I might be like, mm, I don't know if I agree with that decision. And then, but I have to let him make that choice. And then maybe our manager or the producer will go, nah, or my writing group might be like, nah, you know? And yeah. so it's sometimes I have to let him do that. And he lets me do that. Like mm -hmm. a writing group or manager might say no to some of my ideas, you know? Right. So I think that's um, that's how what works for us. But we both like don't like if someone rewrites each other. Neither of us gets our feelings hurt. We're just like so. It really, it's very um, we're, we we get along really well as far as far as you know mm. being a writing. So I think that makes it really easy. Yeah. So it's certainly a matter of setting the ego aside and saying, look, this is all yeah. for the benefit of the script or the story that we're trying yeah. to tell collectively. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That leads me to to ask you about five weddings is that the film that you guys worked on recently um so that um it's not in front of me but i think that came out in it can in 2018 mm -hmm. i think i have that correct yeah. so i wrote that like 14 years ago <laughs> oh wow wow can you tell me how that started or how you how that yeah. went from the written page to a feature film that went all the way over to con yeah, yeah. So I, um, so the same friend that I was pitching the shorts to and sold the short with, his name is Andy Glickman. Glickman. His friends call him Glicken, so I was calling him Glickens, but it's Glickman. <laughs> I want to get the name wrong. Um, and so he, so I had been traveling. I've traveled a lot. I've traveled extensively, and I had been in India, and I wrote a script based on my trip there. And so you know, he had read that script, and so he was working with the producer of five weddings on something else. And he said, Hey, she's looking for someone to write a movie that's set in India. And I know you have a script on India. Are you interested? I was like, sure. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so she read my script and she's like, Oh, cool. Okay. You, you know, I was in India for about a month. And so she felt I understood, you know, what it's like there and the environment and some of the cultures. And so she felt, and she's from, she's an, from India, but lives here. So she felt, you know, obviously with her input, she felt we could do it. Yeah. Um, so I wrote that script. She needed it in two weeks. Oh wow. Which is yeah, which is yeah. insane. And it took fourteen years to make. So did she need it in two weeks? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, all right, two weeks, this is no skin off my back. I can write and it was insane. It was like the fastest script I've ever written and uh oh, man. I would recommend it. I wrote the outline in two days. So a whole outline for because she just had the idea. She didn't yeah. have anything else. She said I want it to be a woman who works in fashion and a fashion magazine, or not even if she had magazine, works in fashion, goes to India and falls in love with someone and they completely clash. And I don't even know if she knew he was a policeman yet. So I think she was just like, in, in India, like, you know? And I was like, okay. And so I had to come up with every character, everything oh, in, wow. yeah, so it was crazy. And so I just thought, all right, if you write the outline in a weekend, that gives you, I think it was like, 10 pages a day for 10 pages a day or something like that. So it's exhausting. It yeah. wasn't fun. It was exhausting. And the crazy thing is I was putting on a benefit at the same time for Darfur at the time, because I just felt like I needed to help somebody somewhere. Like sure. I was just, so I was doing this all by myself too. So it was kind of a crazy time. And I had like migraines. I don't even have migraines. And I had migraines like every night. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. So oh, man. I don't know doing both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> 
so, but you know, she was busy on all this other stuff and it just never really was going to happen. And I just didn't even believe her. So finally, like, she was like, um, you know, I'm, you know, ready to make, make this. And I was like, sure you are. And so I didn't believe her, you know, so, um, we were, you know, rewriting it and getting it ready for script for the screen and to get produced. And then she asked, you know, cause the movie she was working on with Andy, um, was just not going to get produced. And she's like, do you mind if we bring on Andy for like the last rewrite? You know, I was like, I don't care, you know, so he could get a credit. I was like, I don't mind. He's my friend. I don't care. Yeah. So he, he came on and helped us with like the final um, script pass. Mm. And, um, and then he actually shot it. And I was like, oh my God, it's getting made. So, and kudos to her. She got it to Cannes and, you know, it played in 52 countries. So um, That's it did play in I played in Burbank, so like I got uh, like maybe thirty friends and family came and watched it with me opening night, you know. So it was fun. It was fun to have people watch my first movie with me, even though I was very stressed about it because <laughs> I, I hadn't seen it before anybody. So my first time to watch it was with everybody. So oh, wow, I, yeah, it was kind of stressful. <laughs> I wish yeah, I had I seen mean, it. Did you feel <laughs> like that was sort of a benchmark thing that you had to do, or like uh, some kind of dream fulfilled when that happened, or was it like? Like, wow, this is really cool, but now we got to move on to the next thing. How was that? Um, I don't know. It's kind of funny because it's like, like I'm maybe about to direct my first short. And yeah. I think whenever I see people direct my stuff, it's been really hard for me. Like, it's hard as a writer when you have a vision and then someone else has a different vision. Mm. So I think that's why it was kind of stressful. I'm like, everyone's like, oh my God, you wish you so excited. Your movie played in theaters. And like, I don't know, like, it didn't feel the way I thought it would feel. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like, and it, and I knew everyone was so excited for me, and I just, I don't know. It was right, like, it wasn't, right. it's just, I wanted it to be different. I don't know. And so yeah. I knew everyone was so happy for me, so I had to, like, set aside any of my judgments of what I was going to think about it, and sure. I had to just be like, I had to let myself enjoy the moment because I, it was really hard for me to enjoy the moment. Yeah. And so everybody was so happy for me and my friends and family, we love it. We love it. Love it. And I was right. like, oh, do you, like, do you like, I was just, I was doubting myself. Like mm -hmm. I get why actors are insecure now when like they criticize themselves because I was criticizing myself. Like, sure. so, oh no, it's hard. It was hard to enjoy it. You know, like I said, for I sure. wish I had seen it first. <laughs> I think that might've been a little bit easier right. to enjoy myself with my friends and family but so i let myself enjoy it i just put everything aside about what i thought about it and just yeah let myself enjoy it so. <laughs> so if i may ask from when you wrote those initial drafts of the script to production were there drastic changes that happened in the story or, or how many iterations after that did you did you guys end up with um on the finished product gosh so many i mean i was only gonna write that first draft, that was it. I wanted to be done after that. And then, so Naomi, the producer was like, all right, uh, I'll bring on this other writer. And then she'd bring on this other writer and then she'd be like, oh, I don't like it. Do you mind looking at it? And I'd be like, oh, I don't like it either. And it's not, you know, the writers aren't bad, but like, again, you have this vision of it. Yeah. So I get when like writers, like big film writers, when they get rewritten, like it doesn't mean a writer is not good. It just means you have this vision and someone else has another vision and it just might not align with yours. So then I'd be like, oh, 
fine, let me do another rewrite. And then I would do another rewrite. And then she'd be like, do you mind doing another rewrite? And I'd be like, no, I'm, not, I'm done, I'm done. And then she'd give it to someone else. And then she'd be like, oh, I don't know if I like it as much. And then I'd look at it and be like, oh gosh. And then I'd come on board again. So I don't even know how many times. Yeah, I don't even know how many times it got rewritten. I, a lot, it was a lot. Oh goodness. Well, you yeah. know, it, it seems like at the very least you got that premiere out of your system, right? And now you feel like, oh, I've gone through the process, through the whole cycle, beginning, middle, and end, and now yeah. you can move on with a bit more uh, experience or perspective on what it is that you actually want to do, which is amazing. So can, can you tell me about this project, the short film that you want to direct, that you're gearing up for, if, if that's possible or if it's still under wraps? Um... I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much. Oh, okay. Let's let's keep it under wraps then. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's, I mean, again, I don't know. I guess I want to show people it before I talk about it, I think. Sure. So let's, let's do this. Can I ask you what intrigues you about directing specifically? What are you looking forward to uh, with the opportunity again, to direct? Again, I think direct? it's because whenever I've seen my stuff directed by other people, it's not my vision. It wasn't, I never really thought I wanted to be a director writer really wasn't I never thought that I needed to be mm. um I think if a director came on board that I guess saw it my writing the same way I saw it I think I'd be like oh perfect you know this is great this is exactly how I see it um uh but you know they have to put their take on it too of course so I think because I I don't know maybe I'm a control person I don't know but like <laughs> I, I'm like what, what happened to this scene or how come that's the actor you chose? And again, I know there's like budget, you know, issues and, you know, all of that comes into play, but you just have this vision for it. And then when you don't see it, you're like, oh, well, maybe I would have done that differently. Right. <laughs> you know, so that just makes me interested in, in at least trying it and seeing how it turns out, you know? Awesome. Looking forward to that uh, and see how it uh, pans out. Got a couple more questions to be mindful of your time, but I want to segue real quick to screenwriting competitions, as I know that you're an award-winning screenwriter in that regard. Can you tell me what your thoughts are on the screenwriting competition circle uh, and whether that's a worthy endeavor? for somebody who's starting out in the screenwriting realm? It's a good question. I mean, I will say I haven't won any of them. I have placed. Hey, um, I still count those. I think those are very much worth it. Yeah, but like, you know, I think, and again, I don't want to, you know, downplay any of the contests or downplay anything when someone has won, mm -hmm. but there's a, there's so many of them. So my, my take would be enter the ones that people know because I think, I think a lot of them are just taking money and aren't helping anybody. So, you know, I think you just have to. And I just think, I don't know if new writers should enter them. I think new writers should be in writing groups and get better. And if you really want to throw your money somewhere, I would say wait until you are getting good feedback. Because I think the problem is I was actually a judge for a contest once. Mm. And so many of the scripts, you know, it's not that the writers aren't good. They're just not good yet. Mm. And like some of these scripts would be 20, 30 pages and nothing was happening, like nothing. Mm. And, you know, you don't want to be that you're You're just throwing yeah. your money, you know? So that's why I think it's more important to, you know, 
really hone your craft before you start entering them. So at least if you're going to spend money on some of this stuff, you're going to um, have a better chance of placing. But I have friends that in some contests, they've even won. They've come in first place in some really reputable contest. Nothing has happened for mm. them. Right. So I think, you know, I think you can't hang your hat on that. And like for me, I'm, I'm getting a lot of momentum and it, it's not because of contests. I think it's just, like I said, writing groups are very valuable and, mm -hmm. and get feedback and get notes and just keep writing and just keep getting better. And, you know, right. you gotta, you gotta just, for me, I'm starting to just query a lot more. I have a manager, but I'm doing a lot of the querying myself and I'm getting places with it. So. Nice. So how would one go about if, again, if somebody's starting out in this process, how would one go about finding a good group? What, you know, is, is there a way that that can be done online or is this something that just has to happen in person? That's a good question. Um, you know, luckily with Twitter, you know, obviously there's um, a lot of uh, people that are on there that, you know, there's a lot of screenwriters. So I think if people are, you know, in the writing community, you can just, you know, hashtag or start following them or start asking around. And I think people have to not worry about their first writing group being the end all be all because I've been in so many writing groups. And each time I've gotten better and better and better, you know, like mm. my first writing group, I definitely sucked you know and then and then eventually I was like I think I'm a little bit better than this and I'm not learning anymore you know or you know then I was joining another writing group and maybe they weren't writing as much and I was like okay they're good but they're not writing as much as me and you know um it, you just have to find you know just keep getting better and keep moving around until you find the writing group that suits you and again you outgrow them sometimes and that's fine too I think the trick is just getting feedback you know, you have to, and you got, and you got, you have to make sure it's positive, not positive feedback, but supportive feedback. It can't, you don't want people, I've been in writing groups where they're just like, they don't want any negative notes and that's not good either. You do want mm -hmm. notes. You do have to make the script better. And that's why I left one of my groups is nobody wanted to hear notes. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, if we're not going to give you notes, then how are you going to get better? And I'm not going to get better if you're not giving, you're just tearing my script apart, but none of these notes are helping me. Like, it's one thing to tear scripts apart and it's another thing to give helpful notes. So right. I don't believe in being negative. I think you can be kind and, and also give notes at the same time. Sure. Sure. So two, two more things here really quick. Are there some movie shows, books, or music that are inspiring you right now? Or what are some things that are really sweeping you off your feet creatively? Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a great, great question. So of course I'm going to forget everything. Um, <laughs> let me see. What did I just see recently? I just saw Hustle um, on Netflix, which I really love with Adam Sandler. I love sports yeah. movies and TV shows. I love them. So that was really amazing. Um, I'm trying to think of what are all my favorite TV shows. I'm watching so many. I can never, um, I love what's on um, Peacock right now. So Girls 5 Eva is one of my favorite shows. I think it's amazing. And then um, I'm trying to think of what my other favorite show that I'm watching on there. Oh, well, I love, um, what's uh, on Hulu? Uh, Murders in the Building, right? Am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only, I, I think it's Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, something like that. Only Murders in the Building. But, you know, I love Steve Martin. And so you That's can't right. go wrong with Steve Martin. <laughs> but, like, like Steve Martin is literally like my favorite person ever. Oh, okay. um, so I love him so much and Martin Short's so wonderful in that um, mm. so I love that show 
Um, I'm trying to think of what else I'm loving. I just, I, I've been off and on watching um, on HBO and I got back into it again is, uh, what is it? Uh, Taika Watiti, the. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the pirate show. Um, yeah, yeah. So like I started watching it and then I was like, ah, I don't know. And then everyone's like, no, it's so great, it's so great. I'm like, it is. And then I just started watching it again and now I absolutely love it. And I'm like, I don't know why. <laughs> first time so i don't know yeah, the um, I, was a little off <laughs> it was a little off and like um the thing with him too is like he can be so funny but also like gruesome and like i the gruesome helped me so i was like oh can i handle the gruesome but so now i'm like really loving it again and i'm just like when there's like a finger that gets cut off i'm just like it's okay just ignore <laughs> it <laughs> i talk myself out of it and that was i think he does such a wonderful job I and mean, he's so inspiring i love his writing oh yeah he's this um he just balances so much of like the funny and the humor and then like the backstories and um, you know, he just does such a great job with all that. So um, mm. I love that. And the other show I love on Peacock, I think Peacock's doing a really nice job is um, Leatherford Falls. I love that show. Oh, really? I'll have yeah, to check that I out. I haven't heard of that one. Oh my gosh. It's so wonderful. So it's a native uh, American community and it's just so wonderful again they just do such a great job of like there's no stereotypes and you know because the writing staff a lot of them are native americans so they're like getting away from the stereotypes so um you know there's no like white guy's bad native americans bad native americans good white guy's bad like it's like they are all like and they're like you love them all and then you you see their perspectives from it from all parts of it Mm -hmm. so um i don't know they just do such a great job of that and i don't know i think hbo is just like hitting home runs with all their shows i like so many of their shows right now yeah yeah i i couldn't agree more hbo is really killing it right now so like everything that they're doing i'm like oh great another show i love you know so right so lastly i'm curious what are you hopeful for in your in your creative journey and Mm -hmm. what are you looking forward to um well i have different scripts with like so many people right now that are like my dream places I'm really kind of excited about that. And I guess that's something I would tell writers is like, you know, they always say, don't give up. But it's really interesting because I feel like so many of my contacts and connections and people I've known over the years and scripts I've been getting places, it almost seems like they've, they're all like percolating at the same time. And it's like, I swear it almost, I don't know if it's going to happen this way, but it almost seems like a popcorn machine where it's like, it could all be like, <laughs> when this one happens, when this one happens, and this one happens. And I'm like, yeah. are these really going to happen at the same time? That would be so interesting. So I think that's why it's like, you got to just keep writing and keep trying and keep getting better. And, you know, um, so we'll see. I'm just waiting to see like which stuff is going to happen. But yeah, my, I have scripts in like some amazing places in the hands of amazing places. So it's kind of um, exciting. You know, so I'm just... Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And the, that the, is that is incredible. Thank you. What was the second part of that question? Um, yeah, generally what you're looking forward to, because I, I've been on this kick of finding optimism in this very dreary time. <laughs> so I'm yeah. just sort of like blindly hoping that my guests will be able to share some light. <laughs> some so of looking the... forward to even outside of the if the film industry, you mean? Or... Uh yeah, yeah, that helps too. Um, well, you know, I guess I'm one of those people that looks at the glass half full always mm. and i think there's always something to um find joy in and find positivity in and sometimes i don't do this every day but i do try to start my day with writing like three things that i'm thankful for so i'm really big on gratitude mm. so i mean i just look 
forward to, you know, I love that we're, you know, all getting back to doing stuff. I've been traveling with my son more for hockey. So oh, awesome. I love that. Yeah. So that's really nice to have these trips that we're taking, but you know, even just looking forward to, um, you know, I just, it's a nice, it's a summer. I'm going to go to the beach. You know, I love taking walks. I love walking my dog. So it's even just simple things, you know, I don't need the grand things to, make me feel positive and to be honest writing i love writing and i'm finishing my first novel oh great so, oh so yeah, we totally so, didn't get to that <laughs> yeah that's okay but oh, that's goodness. kind of exciting so but and i feel like you know as far as i don't know about all writers i know the beginning of the pandemic was really hard but like once i sort of just hunkered down like i haven't written more than i've been during this pandemic because i was like well, I love creating worlds. I'm just going to go inside my head and like write my own world. And I wrote so many scripts and that's when I started my novel. I was like, okay, I don't care if the world's falling apart out there. I'm just going yeah. to write. So I don't know. <laughs> Writing is just my happy place. So I don't know. I feel like if you like to write, just write. Just, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with it. And just if it makes you happy, just do it and find your people and, and then just put it out into the world and see what happens, you know. Oh, that's lovely. Lovely note to end on. And awesome. Denise, I want to thank you so much for sharing these insights, for this wonderful creativity that you're bringing into the world, your amazing stories. And of course, thank you for making Cruise Fest possible. And so <laughs> if you want to, if you want to come back, you know, when your novel is, is on its way out into the world, please feel free to let me know. I'd be happy to oh, learn more about the project. And uh, okay. I, I want you to have your Sunday back, but I want to thank you again for for your time. Well, thank you so much. This was fun. I appreciate uh, you having me on, on your podcast. Awesome. Thanks so much, Denise. And I'll be in touch okay. real soon. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Before I go, I just wanted to thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying Arts Calling, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen to these episodes. Every little bit helps to bring awareness about these wonderful artists that we're featuring on this podcast. And don't forget to say hi. I'm over on Twitter at CruiseFolio, and I would love to hear from you, love to know what you're working on, and I wish you the best in life and craft. Make art, make haste, and much love.